You're listening to the Career Musician Podcast with creator and host, Nomad. With 20 plus years of experience in the music industry, Nomad has done just about everything to earn a living as a career musician. From being music director to celebrity artists, playing iconic arenas and stadiums, composing for film and TV, and even playing your average local club gigs, he's done it all. Nomad's mission is to empower musicians across the globe with strategies for a sustainable career while blasting stereotypes and to bring you tried and true wisdom from his colleagues in this crazy business we call music. Welcome to another episode of the Career Musician Podcast. Today, we are going back in the archives for an episode that was recorded a couple years ago with A&R from McPherson Guitars, Mr. Larry Klentz. Larry tells us what is really needed to have a proper symbiotic relationship with your endorsement companies. Have you ever wondered how to get a gear endorsement or gear sponsorship? Well, listen up because Larry will tell you the truth about what it really takes right here on the Career Musician Podcast. I am sitting here with Mr. Larry Klentz, the head of A&R, basically, at McPherson Acoustic Guitars. Larry, thank yes, you sir. for coming to Nomad's Place. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. I know the traffic is spectacular. <laughs> you have to come to, to SoCal with a positive attitude. That's right. You have I like it. Beautiful scenery, beautiful people, yeah. and beautiful cars that you get to look at all their license plates. <laughs> yeah. So you just came off the NAM show 2019. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I couldn't make it this year. I was working. I just wish I was back. there with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was doing a different kind of work. It's, you know. It's all relative. It was a hectic show, to say the least. I mean, it's always hectic for you, right? As it's always hectic. You know, I yeah. mean, there's uh, roughly, from what the numbers that are presented to us, about 120,000 people attend the NAM. 1,820 wow. vendors. These are last year's numbers. 1,800. Yeah. So almost 2,000. Almost 2,000. It's a production. It's right. uh, the NAM organization, organization does a fabulous job right. on the logistics of getting all these people in and out in timely fashions, traffic, mm. badging. It was one of the best run shows this year that I've ever been to, to be honest. Great, so they smoothed out They the smoothed out a lot more. of the issues that oh, were, good, uh, good. Or, you know, you, I mean, after a week of 120,000 people yeah. constantly retuning your guitars, constantly polishing fingerprints off, mm. filling up candy dishes, vacuuming <laughs> floor. I mean, you know, you do. Well, you spend there, cars. you do everything. Yeah, yes, right, right. and you know, meet and grease, the dinners, yeah, the on and on and on. You can get a little testy by about two mm-hmm. thirty in the morning after the show, and you're just now getting your booth put into the, uh, you know, clean it all up and whatnot. So they did a, a fabulous job this year. It was, it was actually uh, awesome. one of our best shows. And uh, and McPherson has been rep- representing there at the NAMM show for. Oh, you know, it's, I, there's a few years we skipped out of it just because you know it's we're busy at work too, and right. you have to, to balance right. the worth of going to a show like that. But I'd say at least 10 to last 10 years, okay. pretty much consistently. All right. That sounds about right. And, and let's just get it straight for all of those uh, players out there who are you know, so hopeful about landing the endorsement deal. What is the purpose of the NAMM show? The exact purpose from a vendor standpoint? The purpose of the NAMM show, it's a buyer show. It's open right. to the mom and pop shops, the you know, guitar centers, Sam Ash buyers. This is worldwide, too. It's the second largest music show in the world. That's why there's so many people there, and they come and they, you know, they want to work their special pricing, special NAM deals. You know, you place your order for the entire year. We can schedule deliveries out. You know, and, and also it's, you know, you get to talk uh, finally face to face and spend some time with these people that are emails and text messages and voicemails and all that. Because in today's society, it's it's 24 hours a day. So you know, there's a lot of that. But the main reason is just to purchase product for 2019. And, and the reason why I preface it, the, the conversation is because so many musicians, career musicians as I call them, believe that it's built for us to go out and get endorsement deals. <laughs> this is a bunch of baloney. Now, it serves as that, and we know that, and, and I love that you're grinning from cheek. <laughs> so I'm trying to teach you know those career musicians out there, look, it's for the makers, the, the, the manufacturers of the instruments to go 
meet the retailers, like you said, put a name, a face with a name, and to hopefully even secure more retail deals or uh, and perhaps wholesale deals as well, just yes. various types of deals. Yes. Like you said, people who are coming to buy your product. Mm-hmm. That's first and foremost. Yes. Secondly, when the career musicians come in seeking the, the artist endorsement deal, how do you broach that subject? How do you, you know, how do you handle that? So, all honesty. <clears throat> known you want. for years. That's okay? what I want. The NAMP show is the worst place to do it. Mm. And the reason for that is, you know, I, the show was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I never had lunch. I don't even, I had one little thing of water that I kept with me, but it was never completed throughout the day because we were so busy. I'm trying to deal, I try to schedule meetings with our, our uh, dealers but when they have so many other dealers to talk to, sometimes meetings go long, and mm-hmm. then everybody gets, you know, I, I give them 15 minutes. Yeah. Well, if they're 15 minutes late, I might see Sunday after everyone's gone. I mean, that's, that's the reality of it. I mean, we love having people come by. They play the guitar. They, you know, somebody, one of our other helpers, whether it was Lori or Juan John, Dave right. Cleveland, these, you know, Fitz McGill, Fitz, people that yeah. come and they help us out. And the reason that they're there to help, they're not there to sell the product. That's my job. Uh, they do know the pricing, and you know, I want to brief them just mm-hmm. as a backup plan. Mm-hmm. But they're there to keep people occupied and entertained until I can get to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's that's what it is. So when an artist comes by, it's always fun because these people that are helping me are artists. They are endorsed artists. Okay, so it worked for them to get into our company years ago, right. and they're incredible uh, blessings to our company. They're fabulous at what they do. That's why we choose them. I mean, I got probably 130 people just off the top of my head that are endorsed artists of McPherson Guitars. I choose three for a reason. Right, right. There, There is, outside of yourself, of course, right, right, right. nobody like Dave Cleveland. Right, okay, right, his, right. his heart, his spirit, right. his joy, his passion for music, and his knowledge is way more than I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, you know, Venus and Mars sort of thing. Sure. <laughs> um, and, and that's the benefit to having someone like that there where they come in and, as a professional that is looking for an endorsement or just curious about our product because the offset sound hall, you know, they've heard about it. Sure. And uh, we're not big enough where it's, you know, everywhere. Right. So uh, they come, well, how does this sound with this pedal, with this cable, with this mm-hmm. pick and all that? Well, Dave, Dave's done it. He's done it all. Sure. So he can sit there and tell them and, you know, fine. He's yours, you know. Right, right, right. Um, so you like said keep him busy. Keep him so, busy. Right. Uh, and if time allows, then, you know, he'll say, oh, by the way, here's Larry's card or something. Mm-hmm. And we always talk to each other. You know, I will always return a phone call or email to an artist one way or the other. Uh, but I'm know, a testament to that, yeah. But yeah. the main thing is just to really seal a deal financially with one of our stores. I mean, that's... That's, That's why I'm the there. Goal. So yeah, the Nam Show is the worst place to do it, just because of the lack of attention for me to give right. to them. And to me, that's a really big deal. We we pride ourselves on making one of the best acoustic guitars in the world, in our opinion. And it's not just the product that we make. I second that opinion. It's <laughs> the customer service has to be yes. world class. They have to go hand in hand, and that's that's a big thing with me. You know, my wife says you spend way too much time giving tours, way too much time talking to people. Uh, people have asked me for tours on Saturdays when we're closed, but they happen to be, you know, coming through Sparta. They send me an email. I said, well, you know, I'm going to be in town, either cutting the grass, or why don't, why don't I meet you there at the shop at, at 9, 10, 11 o'clock. And, you know, sometimes we, we end up going to lunch with each other. And, you know, I don't know who these people are, but but if they're in the musical family, they're friends just right. just because of that worldwide. Right. You know, and that's, that's who we want to be, and that is the best sales investment is just be nice be it nice to people is. tell them the truth okay don't sugarcoat things don't don't stretch it out a bit just you know these are guitars twelve thousand fourteen thousand dollars how can i help you sir <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, but they'll go away and they will tell other people about it so that that's a big thing as a customer service right. um and and all that to be said like that customer service still goes to returning phone calls to endorse or possible endorsed artist mm-hmm. you have to respect who they are mm-hmm. I, again i have no idea who most of these people are because mm-hmm. it's not really my focus my focus is running a business sure. and making money so that we can occasionally choose artists right you know, right to help the 
product. That's perfect. Well said. Well, we know in business, and and what you just said is you know supports the truth. It's always about the relationship, right? Absolutely. No matter what business. Absolutely. You're in. So I truly believe, you know, sometimes there's happenstance, sometimes there's things that are just preordained to happen, right? So nothing happens without a reason. And that's how I came to know McPherson. I was working with Keith Thomas, the mm -hmm. famed uh, producer, producer in, yeah. in Nashville, <coughs> and we were working on a C.C. Winans album, and I was playing whatever acoustic I was playing at the time, I don't remember. Uh, it was early in it's my better, career. It's better that way if you don't exactly. remember right <laughs> <laughs> It's early in my career. I'm still in my probably early to maybe mid-20s. And he says, have you ever played a McPherson? I was like, a, who, a what? You know, he's like, oh, well, see that guitar? I was like, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. And, you know, a lot of times when you're young and you go into these producer studios, you're a little intimidated, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. You see all these cool instruments and you don't want to, if you're respectable, yeah. you know, you don't want to sure. oh, just grab that. You know, yeah. you ask. So anyway, I didn't want to, anyway, he offered it to me. And he goes, tell you what, why don't you take that in the booth and let's cut this next song with that. So I did it, and he starts screaming, Oh my God, it's amazing! I can't believe it, I knew that guitar yeah. was perfect for you! He's like, hold on a minute, right? And I'm still in the booth, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, what's this guy doing? And he seems cool. Come out here, come out here! I want you to say hello to Matt. Okay, Matt who? Matt McPherson, this is the guy who makes that guitar, you need to talk to him. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Matt got on the phone, the owner of the company, right? Yeah. I, well, like you don't know that. Then he just says, hey, you know, Keith speaks very highly of you, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, long story short, a McPherson shows up on my doorstep two days later, UPS. Yep. I flipped out. Like, Redwood Rose, what I'm guessing? Yes, and that's that guy right there. Oh, okay. That's my original, yeah. that's so. And, and the, the specs on that. Yeah, it's probably a four and a half inch, I'm guessing. Maybe a four inch. Yep, that is yep, a... 4.5. That's uh, actually a Bear Claw Sitka top on it. Um, and a 4.5 Walnut. Yep. Yeah. And I know, I... I Put that awful sticker yeah, on Yeah, we'll Sorry. talk. We'll talk <laughs> off the air. <laughs> but I got the extra wide neck. Yep, the, the wide neck. Tight neck right. Well, that fits your, your fits style, my, my style and your hands. Right. Yeah, so this guitar showed up on my doorstep, and this was probably 15 years ago. No exaggeration. Yep. So my point is, long story short, it's about the relationship. I didn't go out to the NAMM show. I didn't go knocking on people's doors, retailers and, and, and different uh, luthiers and whatnot, looking for an endorsement deal. The relationship was there with the producer, which spawned the relationship with Matt, which in turn spawned the, relation, mm -hmm. the ongoing relationship with yep. you guys. Yep. You know, so very grateful, and I think that's the moral of the story. Sometimes as musicians, especially the younger we are, the more eager we are to, mm -hmm. we got to get those deals, like, I need yeah. an endorsement yeah. deal, I need it. So I'm just trying to teach people, you know what, slow down a little bit, have some patience, mm -hmm. and I can almost guarantee that things will work out. I hate to say this because it sounds cliche, but the way they're supposed to. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to go off track from that specific right, question. Please. However, I'll tell you a little story about Juan de Hoyas, okay. who oh, we're yeah. familiar yeah. with, okay? Yes. Never heard of him. Yeah. I'm at the show. You know Susie Orbeck? Yes. Uh, okay, she's been with us for some years, too. Yes, as of course artist. I know Susie. She's yes, 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 the yes, West Stone yes. Boots singing. Yes. Through a, a series of unfortunate events... A person wasn't able to attend a certain function they were hired to, and a couple of phone calls around Nashville. And so Susie and Juan John ended up meeting each other for the first time. At, I think it was a West Tone booth in Denver at some trade show mm -hmm. to, to perform. And uh, so, of course, she had a custom-made McPherson with Tree of Life and, and all mm -hmm. kinds of stuff that we special made for her. Yeah. Uh, Juan John was more of a electric player at that time mm. just because of the lack of a good acoustic guitar right. so they're sitting there and pulls it out oh, look at this he goes what in the world is that i say well it's a mcpherson just play it and he strummed it it's like you know tears coming out of his eyes yeah. like angels you know <laughs> and all that stuff right. uh, you know because he's very emotional and expressive right, of an right, individual right. which is really the key to a fabulous artist and an entertainer right. he's a solo right. entertainer so right. for him it's perfect fast forward a few months they're doing the nam show and you know, both of them are working on a different booths upstairs, but uh, and I saw I've never met the guy. So she comes down, you know, Susie's all bubbly, comes down and gives us a hug, and everybody, right. you know, she's part of our family, and brought him with just to say hi. And I said, so what are you playing upstairs? He said, well, I'm playing an electric. But I figured, you know what, <clears throat> if I can get a McPherson guitar in someone else's booth, 
with 120,000 people walking around on a different floor from where I am, right. why wouldn't I? Even more exposure. So I said, sure, hey, uh, sure. I never met the guy before, but he looked, look, yeah. you know, he's clean cut to a yeah. point, you know, respectful. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a hipster look to him at the time. And, and, and if Susie vouches, you know, it's relationships. Sure. Uh, so I said, why don't you take this guitar and play it if you're, if you're okay with that? And he's like, really? I can touch this? And what? He didn't realize it's $14,000, and it's best I don't tell those people <laughs> at the time, you know, because I want them to experience the music. I want them right. to, to feel the product, to, to feel the soul between them and the instrument. Right. So anyway, he goes up there, and he comes down after the performance. Says, no, just, you're going to be up there for four days, you know, if it's okay. I, mean, I don't want to interfere with, with whatever what relationships doing? you guys sure, got with sure. the other company. I didn't know endorsement uh, deals that he had and what's expected of them he said no i'll keep it so and then dave cleveland goes up there and jams with them then fits now i got four mcpherson guitars at the same time performing on the stage four times a day for 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 four days all because i took a gamble that's him. right. Susie was the only person that had the McPherson. That's right. And uh, at the show, when it was done, the owner of Weststone comes down. He said, "I feel like I need to write you a check for like fifty thousand dollars <laughs> for for what these people have wow. brought to my booth and the entertainment value." You know, because he said, "I didn't hire all these. They just showed up." He said, "But they're so much fun and they're happy and the guitars are gorgeous." And it, it, you know, <clears throat> at the end of the show uh, of the whole you know Nam show, he comes down with the guitar and. Very humbled, very appreciative. You know, not arrogant. Not sure. you know. Don't you know who I am? Didn't sure. you see how cool I am and how yeah. fast I can play and all that? Yeah. And he said, "Man, I just I love you guys so much for taking a gamble and allowing me to play this instrument." You know, right. and my wife, she already told me earlier that day. She goes, "You're letting him keep that guitar, right?" Yeah. <laughs> you know, because you because go. it was the wow. lack of arrogance, the humble the humility, yeah. yeah, the humility of a well dressed well-spoken person that will represent who we are right so so the relationship with the individual is is at that point more important than what are we going to get in return let's bless somebody that's what that was but i have to say that's a unique philosophy oh absolutely mcpherson yeah yeah, i you guys did the same for me and like like matt when when he got on the phone with me that was the beginning of a relationship he invited me to his house when i was on tour with Yep. American Idol, I went to that. I stayed at his house. Long John stays at our, I call it the Casa de Hoyas when he's in town. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. So you guys are unique like that. You know, not a lot of companies can afford to do that or, or have, the, whatever. Yeah. But you guys do that. And I, I think that's, that's like one of the founding principles of your company. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's truly unique. Yeah. That, that's sort of the good thing about Matt. You know, his parents were ministers. He was raised right. in a very humble, giving environment his whole life. He's one of the oldest of the seven kids of the McPhersons. And he's probably got the biggest heart for helping people, mm. which, you know, in his case, it works out because he has the means to help right. more people. Right. But even if he had nothing, or he'd still do it. That's, that's right. just who he is. And that's why you know, we've been friends for 41 years because of that. Because we we both have that same passion. I mean, I, you know, there's things I wish I could do or I will do once I pull the plug on my current uh, career. Right. You know, help Habitat for Humanity, right. where there's these fires that you guys have had out here, or you know, the hurricanes, the floods, all the stuff that happens. Sure. You know, you don't. You know, to, to use the word missionary, people think it's like an overseas, you know, Africa <sighs> thing. And why don't we start in our backyard? Why don't you help your neighbor? Cut the grass, please. You know, wow, so that—that's—that's that's where I got to touch you on yeah, that. One. <laughs> that's, like a, that's where our company's yeah. heart is, and let's bless people. Yeah. But the negative side of that is that people can see that as a weakness in mm-hmm. business, and mm-hmm. say, "I thought you were a Christian company. I heard something said, or I read something about you helping. You know, because we do give a bunch of these carbon guitars to an orphanage in Peru." A sure. bunch of young kids. We've so far donated 45 of these carbon fiber guitars. Amazing. And the kids are like six years old up to 18. Sure. Um, and it's, you know, overseen by a Catholic priest there that has a McPherson guitar. That Matt, <laughs> Matt ran into him. Some, you know, it's yeah, just, it's just a connection. Right. Yeah, so now yeah, yeah. When, when people read things like that or hear things like that, then they say, they almost think we're like we're suckers or that they can squeeze mm-hmm. in and say, well, you know, I'm helping somebody or whatever. Can I get one too? And then when you say, well, you know, we're currently not in the position or, or what, you know, I mean, we're always gentle with it, but there's, you know, we do respond and we're honest with them outside, 
out, you know, side of saying that, you know, you're just not really our image. Sure, I guess sure. Because that is a big thing. That's a huge thing for us. Right. But you then, then they sheer diplomacy. Oh, yeah, but then these people get all mad. And, and then it, it's like, yes, I made the right choice. Because when I said no, now all of a sudden it went from the schmoozing part of opening a door to try to get into our company. And now I said, I'm sorry, but at this point, I can't help you. You know, but good luck in what you do in the future. You're a great musician and all that. And, and you know, I mean, I can maybe give your name to some other companies that I know and all that. I just, sure. we can't do it right now. And then, well, you jerk, what the heck's wrong with that? You're Christian. Yeah, so, right. you know, so then you see the real spirit of the people. And, right. um, Right. You know, it's never a fun conversation to have. I wish we could do everything. Matt said the same thing. He said, I wish I could give them all away. Yeah. He said, you, you still have to pay bills. Right. Yeah, that's the reality. It is a business that we are blessed to have the opportunity to help maybe more people because of Matt's heart and his financial success. Right. Yeah. Well, look, look you, t- you talk, and again, I'm focusing so much on the endorsement aspect because mm-hmm. the podcast, the career musician, sure. you know, Career musicians are always so eager to know about how it works. Mm-hmm. And I've always been the one to say, look, you can't just keep your hand out and expect to just keep getting You have to do something. So let's talk about, we know the image, we know what you're looking for in that aspect and, and, and the philosophy of, of the person you're giving it to. But what, what else does it take to nurture a proper artist endorsement relationship with a company? Yeah, the business part of the artist endorsement relationship is... Okay, we gave you a guitar that is, whether it's even if it's a carbon guitar, it's $3,500, the new McPherson Carbon Series Sable. Nothing sneeze that. And, you know, with the honeycomb, the gold hardware, I mean, it, it is still a McPherson, and it is is built with that same McPherson quality. Same it's a pride. different material. Yeah, yeah, same pride. Whether it's a carbon or the wood, the return on our investment has to be the same. And what we need in return is, in today's age, social media, mm-hmm. Instagram, Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook, you know, all, all the sure. uh, same things. You know, do the hashtags. You yeah. use the product, show the product off, or mm-hmm. or even if you are, you know, speaking about it, make sure you know talk about the product and all that. It, it's a tough one to really put a price tag on. Did I get my return? Because we don't know if somebody bought a guitar because of what they saw or heard. Uh, right. Now, in the big picture. In reality, okay, just in the honest truth about the whole thing, and I had to be pretty blunt with a fairly large artist at one time that, that kind of was pushing me a little bit on how great he was <laughs> and, and what he expected. He already had our guitars for years, several of them. <clears throat> and he said, well, you know, there's got to be a lot of value because I play your guitar. And I kind of laughed. I said, well, you know, friends for all these years, just going to be blunt with you. I said the worst financial investment this company can make are artist endorsements mm. because see these are handmade instruments right. they cost us thousands of dollars to make so versus an assembly line absolutely these are which I mean, is a lot different so our our head luthier is eric pelton he builds the entire body of the guitar himself nobody touches that ever except eric wow. it's his own tools you know this is his zone you stay out of it mike grady same awesome. thing Nobody touches Mike's stuff but Mike. I mean, if you go there and occasionally I like to play with their mind, they got a chisel there and I'll kind of slide it just a little bit on an angle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these people are perfectionists. They are masters yeah. at what they do. So right. they make a very good living doing it. You know, we take really good care of them sure. because they give us, you know, they're building like a Rolls Royce. Yeah. I mean, not the, not the, we're true. not bragging or anything like that, but There's you have no to have a, you have to have a, a vision of, you know, high quality is That's what I'm getting right. to. So, right. you know, we are extremely picky about everything that goes into it. So it costs thousands and thousands of dollars, way more than people think that goes into these. And a lifetime warranty and a, a $700 Meritage case mm-hmm. and feedback busters and multiple mm-hmm. saddles and on and on it goes, you know. Mm-hmm. And with that, that's the cost of doing business, as everybody knows. I mean, you, everything costs money. And in a business, it runs forever. Taxes go up. Uh, utilities That's go right. up, right. and in our building, humidity. Like you know, we were just saying earlier, when I get back home Wednesday, it's sixty-eight below zero. I have five humidity units going; and yes. they're, they're nonstop. I have heaters going nonstop. Yes. My gas bill probably for next month will be nine thousand dollars. Okay, so so that's the thing that people don't see. These are not made in Southern California or right. someplace or Hawaii, you know, places where the humidity is good and the temperature is good. Right. They're made in Sparta, Wisconsin, across Wisconsin area. 
and with that nice. comes a fee. The nice. shipping is more because we're kind of in the middle. You know, we're kind of close yeah. to Minneapolis, so there's nothing near us really. You know, everything's got to be be shipped out. To overnight a guitar for us is three hundred and twenty-five dollars, and every one of our guitars is overnighted, whether it's going out or coming back, because of the quality of the product. So that, you know, so that's where do we get a return on an investment on a guitar that we sold at a discount or actually gave away to an artist? And you're still investing and every time. And, you and it's forever. Every... It, it, they're like, it, you know, with your guitar, the guitar you got that you showed me, that Walnut Bearclaw, that is number 29 ever made. So, you know, that's 2001, I'm guessing. Yes, that's 2001 or two. Yeah, yeah. So, so for all these years, not like we're getting old, but I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> we're getting old. But for Larry. all these years, I mean, you you take excellent care of your stuff, but but trust me on this, I could, I have stories that you'd, you'd be uh, curled up in a corner in the fetal position from stuff that came back to us, that from artists that we have to fix, and we we are glad to fix it to get it back out there, but the lack of respect on the product—that's another huge thing. In the music industry, there are so many avenues to travel. Join host Nomad as he dives into the crazy world of entertainment, going behind the scenes to gain insider knowledge of how to maintain a healthy career in the music business. Your value is not determined by the gig. Learn more by listening to the Career Musician Podcast, streaming everywhere. The Career Musician Facebook group encourages musicians to share both their victories and trials with one another. Join the conversation at the Career Musician Facebook group today. You're listening to the Career Musician Podcast by Nomad. Hi, this is Larry Clintz, formerly with McPherson Guitars, and you're listening to the Career Musician Podcast with my very good friend, Nomad. I understand it's a working tool Mm -hmm. uh, and stuff happens, but when it happens with the same people over and over and over so that's that's number one you know respect the product yes and the brand yes number two is the people that spent six to eight months building that instrument to make it perfect and you disrespect it like that and then they find out that you didn't pay for it full price and now you want the same people to fix it again for free for you so i have to deal with the internal workings of this too wow some people they love uh like richard kaiser you know richard at all. He's, he's more of a Chet Atkins style. Yeah, I don't know him, yeah. but I know, I know his name. Oh, yeah, he's been with us forever, too. Yeah. You know, if he sends a guitar in, you know, he's 70. You know, if he hears this, he's a young 70, I guess, because I'm not <laughs> sure, but I think he's 71, 72. But, you know, if he sends a guitar in for electronic issue or, or a setup or something, it looks like the day he got it. Of course. You know, and so our guys are proud and happy to work on it. He'll send a CD in. They will listen to it. Wow. Yeah, because it's, it was a mutual respect. For his art and for their art. That's right. So that I mean, there's there's so much more than just the can I have a guitar because I'm going to play it on stage and bring people to you. That mm, that so that's much. the irrelevant part. Most everybody that I know of, a couple micro exceptions, they're not going to go to a Vince Gill concert, Carrie Underwood concert. You know, you know, all these people that play our guitars and even notice, really, I mean, did you know Carrie? Well, you know Carrie, I mean, what I'm talking about. <laughs> I yeah, know yeah. Carrie the Eagle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you ever hear of this girl, Carrie Underwood? Yeah, she, she was on Idol yeah, years ago. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, I love that. Which I'm assuming they know. Uh, okay, well, we'll, yeah. Yeah, but, we'll, but uh, you know, I mean, but... It doesn't matter. How many people know Carrie Underwood plays the guitar? Right. No, that's yeah. a good point. It's a and, very good uh, point. And if they do see her playing her McPherson, because she's got three of them, and she yeah. bought another one for her husband, She's very loyal to our brand. Um, she's that. just a sweetheart of a person. How many of those people either can afford a twelve to fourteen thousand dollar guitar? Let's start with that. Mm-hmm. Or how many of the twenty thousand people in the concert venue are there to even look at what she's playing? Or, or even play guitar? Yeah, right. exactly. And the one thing that sets you guys apart visually. Is mm-hmm. the misplaced sound? Yeah, the offset sound, which is properly placed sound. Yeah, properly placed sound. And it offset yeah. sound hole. Yeah, or properly placed, and it makes so much sense when Matt explained it to me. Yeah. So years ago, when I went to his place and he showed me, the, and you know, you guys have given me tours of the factory. You you never realize that your picking hand is in the way of the sound being projected. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 kind of brilliant, but it's one of those brilliant things. It's like. You know, how come it took them so long to invent blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah yeah, fill exactly. in the blank, and that would yeah, be this. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> so. but, but, you know, so that's the, the biggest thing. If it's 
if a person contacts us, they want an endorsement guitar. You know, I had one stop by the NAMM show. You know, I just pushed a song to Toby Keith and Garth Brooks and all that. Well, okay. That's nice. I'm glad. I'm glad. I but, hope it works out for you. I hope you're successful mm-hmm. and all that. Uh, you never said anything about, do you even play guitar <laughs> or or do you perform <laughs> on your own? You know, I mean, so, yeah, 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 yeah. We, yeah. you know, but, but, you know, I'm glad for it because music is, you know, it's forever. Everybody loves music. I mean, it, it lifts people's soul when they're depressed, you know, when they go running, when, they, you know, everything, you listen to music because yeah, it makes you happy. Absolutely. So I'm glad that, that they are continuing to, you know, be the next generation of songwriters and performers and whatnot. But as a high-end business, of any business, I mean, it doesn't have to be high-end, just yeah, yeah. any musical, you know, the industry is like, absolutely. it's tough, man. It's absolutely. really tough. I read a couple of years ago in like Music Trades or, or Music Inc. or the trade magazines I get, one year we lost like 425 mom and pop shops and next year it was like 650. So, I mean, it's 1,100 stores in two years were gone. And those are just ones that are NAM members that they had a record of. I mean, you know, I was talking to another builder or was it an amp bill? I can't remember what they... I don't remember. Anyway, they were saying back in the day... You used to go to the NAMM show to learn about the new products that mm-hmm. were coming out yeah. because you had no other way of discovering. Yeah. Nowadays, with the internet and social media, it's imme- you know everything. You could see what the next yeah. guy is doing or the next guy is doing because they're showing it every day on it. social media to try to get exposure, quote-unquote. Yeah. And with the business struggles of today, yes. they introduced before NAMM. Right, so that's what he was saying. Yeah. He was saying Sometimes uh, you already got a wall full of instruments before they even have the NAMM show. Yeah, that's what it was. It was Brian Spawn, a drum maker, who works with us with the mm-hmm. Babyface crew. He runs into the same issues. Yep. They're introducing, he said, now in October, November, mm-hmm. so the cat's out of the bag. Because they need money. Wow. And that's the reality of it. You have to, like, you know, in my world, with the exotic woods that we deal with, you know, the CITES, for those that don't know, the CITES well, is let's a protection. Talk about that. It's a yeah, protection yeah, yeah, of. Yeah. You know, exotic woods and animals right. and, you know, tortoise shells, sure. uh, elephant tusks. It's all the same law. It's just I deal with the tree and the plant part of that law. So the penalty for Brazilian rosewood that you haven't been able to harvest since 1991, if you get caught with any in the U.S., they don't care how big it is. It's the size of your fingernail. You had better have a document proving that it was size approved, which is, you know, approved by the Brazilian government. Who cut it? When they cut it? Who brought it into the U.S.? When they brought it in? I mean, it. It's crazy. Wow. I mean, it's good. You know, it's proper okay. that they do that. And they right. did it for a reason. So that's why Brazilian rosewoods are so sought after, so expensive, because they are the greatest sounding tone wood. But they were over harvested way back, you know, 100 years ago. And it takes hundreds of years to grow these trees to the size that you would want for a musical instrument to get the grains right. So now, two years ago, with East Indian rosewood, you know, everyone's seen probably the most popular wood, uh, either rosewood or mahogany on acoustic guitar, back and side sets. There are 240 subspecies of East Indian rosewood. Oh, wow. <clears throat> so, you know, there's always a lawyer that finds some little loophole like, you know, I got a bunch of East Indian rosewood, yeah, but it is it this specific subspecies, you know? So what they did is they put a blanket, any and all rosewood from East India is now protected under CITES. And they gave us two-month notice. Well, it takes six months for us to build one guitar. It was a nightmare, absolute do? nightmare. Well, I mean, we're a small enough company where it didn't affect me or our business much. I already had the wood in the country for what I need, you know, because we, we stockpile a lot of exotic woods because it's stuff we use is so rare and unique mm-hmm. that most, I mean, have you ever seen a royal ebony, white mm-hmm. with a black stripe on it? comes from Laos. Wow. Yeah, that's the stuff we do. We only built two guitars. First one lasted, I think, one day in a store for eighteen thousand dollars. You know, so you know, so us the East Indian Rosewood is like, yeah, we use that for our brace kits, you know, yeah, in our world. Right. So we had enough of it in, but it's now exporting it back out of the US. I have to ship it with documents, customs documents. And the problem, the biggest problem was that the the organization has, you know, like a hundred to two hundred members in these meetings that vote on this. Let's somewhere over in Europe. They didn't ask the music industry. This is a world protection industry. Right. They didn't realize the impact it would have. Again, little guy like me, that's no big deal. Taylor, Martin, Gibson, they had, I heard there was an entire one quarter's worth of inventory going to Europe. 
sitting on the loading docks in the crates to be shipped. They were held up for months because the U.S. government didn't even have the paperwork to fill out. They had to create paperwork, and then you have to contact. I mean, it, was, it took forever to jump through hoops. Now they, they got it all smoothed out yeah. now, and after a, a year of, uh, I mean, some of the shops, they just went out of business because they can't do it. You know, it, it wasn't shared with us in the industry what was going to happen here or the impact it was going to have, even though musical instruments are 1% of East Indian Rosewood use. 1%. <clears throat> 1% in the world. When you're talking global, it's, it's so much bigger yeah. than... And, and, and maybe that's, that's why they didn't ask us, but <laughs> but when there's, right, you know, right when enough. it's a... I mean, music industry is a billion-dollar-year industry, right. but guitars or pianos... A niche. Yes, they're, they're very micro in right. the big picture of things. And when you're dealing with the world economy... You know, our guitar is $12,000 to start, but you can get a really nice guitar for 300 bucks, made in some foreign country, right. brought into the U.S. Right. They still have six strings on them. And it's playable. It's and playable. It, right. And so unless student? someone like yourself understands and appreciates oh. and needs, oh. because it makes you a better player, makes it oh. you feel better uh, than all that. So I'm like, my New York's going, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what are you talking on, about? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you were talking to my me? Goodness, <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> guitar. You know, but again, that's why we only make 60 of these a year now. 60. Because our carbon fiber took over. That's a more affordable model. So we, we changed our whole gotcha. business plan because a lot of it was because of the CITES thing, shipping outside the U.S. These guitars bleed your soul. That's what I say. It's like you, you, yeah. you, whoever plays it, it's just little parts of your soul. We had, you're going to like this a quick little micro <laughs> story here. I had an artist up at our factory a couple of weeks ago doing some marketing video for us. Yeah. And he got in a day early. Well, my daughter-in-law is a teacher, Montessori teacher, first, mm. second, third grade. And the school only goes to fifth grade, just a small little school. So I said, hey, you want, want to have me bring this guy by sure. first thing for the school kids to, you know, just, you know, the kids, Monday morning, they, awesome. yeah, go yeah. see the kids. So they said, yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. So we put him in the gym. All the kids are sitting on the floor. So he, he cranked it up, you know, who wants to see, you know, how fast I can play? Of course, the kids are screaming, you know, right, right. and you know, he, he lights it up big time with some, I think, the claw, Jerry Reed. Oh, wow. Again, wow. these are first, second, third grade kids. Yes. Like, holy crap. That's intense. Um, so then he stopped and he said, because I had mentioned, I said, why don't you teach the kids a guitar? Teach them a chord. Yeah. Let them know that, that they can learn how to do this. You know, yeah. don't just entertain them, teach them. We're at a school. So he, we brought some kids up and, and he showed them, you know, just individual finger. Okay, put one finger here and now right. strum, you know, which was really cool. He says, so uh, he pointed to one kid. He said, what are you feeling? What's your emotion right now? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you excited? And all that. And one kid, he said, I'm happy. He said, okay, I'm going to play a happy chord. So he hit a certain chord that, you know, was bright and brilliant sure. and put a smile on your face. He says, so anybody sad? You know, could put a hand, okay, here's a sad chord. And it was more like the blues sort of thing. Sure. So he was explaining at that young, young age that music is therapeutic and it, mm. it transfers who you are at any given time. You know, and with so baby true. face, you know, I mean, you got specific... Yeah. Uh, styles Absolutely. that are used, and that's who he is. Yeah. You know, that's and, so uh, true. Tommy Emmanuel's so the same way. Oh, a lot of Tommy, aboriginal yeah. you know, yes, things that he right, interprets right. into his music. Right. Uh, I hope, I love the guy. I think he's the best guitar player out there. Minus yourself, of course. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, but, no. Tommy's the best. But, but the damage he does to a guitar. Oh, is intense. Oh, man. Yeah, he's yeah. almost like scratching a 50 cent piece across that wood grain on the top. You oh, know, you mean those... minus the damage that I do to it? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're calling me out of my own pocket. That's it. That's it. Damn it. I didn't do any damage. I put one yeah. little sticker that's I talked to Lola earlier. Oh, I got all the school. So. <laughs> oh, no. Wait. What did I do? Oh, you remember there was one time I took a picture. It was, no, it was the tour. I have a McPherson that I keep on tour as well. Mm -hmm. And I was out in. I think the mountains of Colorado, and I went for a hike, and I took my guitar with me because who doesn't like yeah, to do that? Sure. So I walk and walk, and beautiful. It's isn't the summer, you know? Mm -hmm. Found this nice little rock, this nice little plateau. So I propped the guitar up against the rock. Mm -hmm. I'm saying it now, and I know that it's recorded. It's forever now. I know. I got dirt on you. <laughs> well, it's on. It's on social media, so it's never. I know. I remember. I, I, I remember seeing it actually. I'm visualizing it. I got it. like, you know, instead, like I never get that many comments because I'm, you know, I'm not famous, but whatever. I got ten comments. Oh my god, I can't believe you did that, John <laughs> McPherson. That's sacrilegious. Yeah. Who do you think yeah. you are? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Okay. 
I was like, guys, the guitar is one with nature again. Yeah, Come on. yeah. came from the it's from dust circle. to what returned to dust, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't scratch it. I promise. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, no, man. Well, Tommy does do damage. Wow. I mean, look, you guys have a slew of incredible artists on on yep. the team. You have an incredible team at the factory building the guitars for you know overseeing every last little bit, yep. and you're at the helm, Larry. Real quick, talk about what it's like to run a damn company like this because let's face it, I mean, this is a lot of work. And, and it is a lot of work, but what, you know, what at, do you juggle? At the beginning, when I first came there in 2005, it, it was still, you know, we had a couple years under our belt, but it was almost being run by the builders because we're, mm. we're starting. You mm. know, I mean, we're just, we don't have any money. Mm. You know, Matt put a building up, hired some people, trained them for several years. And, you know, the stuff that, uh, like Keith's guitar was probably a prototype wow. that Matt had built, sent it to Nashville, you know, to get a feel. What do you, what, what do you as a professional, yes. what do we need to work on? Yes. You know, and that's the genius of engineering. It's not like, look at my arrogance and my ego. Look what I created. So, no, this isn't an idea I got. Let me build it. And now let me talk to the experts, which are studio musicians, in our opinion. They that's are right. the best of the best. That's right. That's why they're that's there. That's how I got yeah. hooked up with these So, uh... <clears throat> So when I got there in 2005, there was a, a lack of structure, I guess the best way to put it, lack of computer systems and inventory control and, mm. you know, so those sort of things. And that's one reason Matt asked me to, to come there because I had known him you know, previously. My job is to do what he, as the owner, wants and how he wants it done. Right. So it, it grew pretty fast. And, you know, the first five years, I'd say, we were growing pretty good. We had to sift out some people. So that's, that was a hard thing to do because we realized, again, speaking earlier about, our, earlier about our compassion for people, if you have to lay somebody off, it's the last thing you want to do because it's not just them. It's their family is affected, their women, their wives, their that's children. Right. That's right. You know, and you have to think that way because you know, we still want to maybe help them get another job, which is what we actually did on some of them. Or transfer them to another company that we know, uh, the owner in, or something like that. Again, that's a unique. <coughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's company. it's the same. You know, Matt's yeah. compassion. That, right. That's the whole thing. Right. But so now, after all these years with with the elite team of builders, mm -hmm. that the best of the best that are kept. You know, to kind of even go a little bit more on how good they are at this point, I will just say, why don't you build a three and a half inch redwood rosewood? That's all I tell them. I let them choose the binding, the mm -hmm. inlays. The tuner keys, the fret wire, uh, purflings, uh, you know, if they want to, because, because right. and that's why nobody touches it, but the individual building it, that is theirs. They are Matt McPherson right now. This is mm -hmm. their company. If you, if you make a horrible sounding and playing guitar, you're out of business. Mm -hmm. If you, so give it your best. And so that at this point, you know, I'm here in LA for a week. I'm not worried about what goes on back there. Those guys right. know how to do everything. So it's, it's assembling a team that you can trust right. and let them know you trust them mm -hmm. and let them know they're appreciated. So now, actually, that part has gotten very easy. The, the harder part of the job is the bigger we get, the more customer service is needed. You know, people are buying older McPherson guitars on eBay, you know, things like that. Right. There's not a lot of them, but sure. they do come up. And then, yeah. So they want to know, like, give me the serial number, when it was made, who built it, is there anything right. special about the guitar, what was it worth back then, what's it worth now, right. insurance documents because of the value of the product. All the things that people don't realize, really, uh, until you're there in that position. All of a sudden, you, know, you get 120 emails. It's like, oh, man, i got <laughs> to answer a lot of emails today. But right. we don't go home until stuff is done. You know, I don't. I, right. I don't like leaving right. emails and phone messages and stuff, and right. at least try to return a call, leave a voicemail for them. You know, again, I can attest to that. You, first of all, <laughs> your sheer diplomacy, but your professionalism, man. If I text you, email you, call you, you you're right back on it. Yeah. I mean, always. And I, yeah. that's amazing. For, I've been with you guys for 15 years. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know how frustrating it could be because you know I'm just like you. Uh, you have a question. And then you sit there and wait and wait. Yeah. You know, and you're looking at the clock, and all of a sudden, tick, 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 tick. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, Larry's got nothing to do. He's mad at me because right. he's not responding to me. <laughs> right. uh, so I know how important that is in people's <laughs> lives because you know the, the reason they're asking a question is they have a need. Yeah. So the sooner I can respond to that, even if I don't have the answer, at least making a quick response. You know what? I'm glad you let me know. Let me check on it. I have to go ask somebody else because I don't have that answer, but I'm going to get all over it, and I'll, I'll get hold of you hopefully today yet. Right. 
you know, is there a better time today? Just keep the communication open. That's the whole key to right. customer service, uh, no matter if it's an artist or a, a store or a customer or just some guy that, you know, wants to take a tour. Yeah. It's all treat everybody the same, no matter who they are, no matter how much money they got, what they look like, what they dress like. I had a guy that came in about a year ago, a young man, guessing 25-ish, real long hair, truck outside all beat up, you know, holes in his jeans and, you know, just a young kid, but it, it didn't look like he could, you know, have two dimes rubbed together. He said, I'm interested in buying a McPherson guitar. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I showed yeah. him play guitar and all that. Good player. Yeah. Very nice young man. Um, again, looking at the vehicle and everything, he doesn't got 12 grand. But right. but who am I to say right. that, you okay? Right. <clears throat> I take him out to the shop and after after he leaves, one of the guys says, well, man, that was a one-hour waste of your life. You know, one of the guys out in the sure. shop there uh, said that and two days later he said okay he said now i decided i want that customized i don't just want to buy the guitar from you. i want it customized so who do i talk to on that so and i brought him right to that one guy that questioned it <laughs> <coughs> i said this this young man is custom ordering a guitar and i said what's well, a 50 percent deposit and he says you want that in cash or a cashier's check and he throws down eight thousand dollars cash Incredible, see? So, you know, and that was just something that was recent, you know, within the last year. Sure. And those guys became friends. The guy that, you, you know, didn't think he yeah. was anything because of his appearance, where the other guy you know, was all groomed and sure, style, yeah. driving a new truck, you know, and all that. I could just picture the conversation. So, dude, i got to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were first yeah, game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, the guy that was complaining, he doesn't have a guitar like the one that the guy. There you go. Yeah, wow. You know, and, uh, you know, the guy, he was just, uh, he drives a semi. And he's just been saving money because he saving wants money. that guitar. That's what he wanted. Absolutely. I was just going to say that. You never know. He could be rich or he could just have saved yeah, money. Yeah. Who knows? It's not. We shouldn't care. Yeah. So uh, treat everybody the same. There you go. That's, that's pretty yeah. simple. Yeah. The three-foot uh, rule, right? The old yeah. sale, the three-foot rule of sales. Yeah. If you're within three feet of somebody, talk to them and be kind. That's it. You just never Simple. Know. Yeah. Don't expect anything in return. Just, so, just give. That's the right there. Just give. And again, that's super unique to your company, you guys as a whole. It's a shame, though, isn't it? Should everybody do that? It's really? I mean, it's not like we're acting no. like we're holier than thou. Trust me. There's no, times I like, agree. you know, I want to, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> throw you somebody out of the building, lock the door. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, enough is enough. But, you know, but it's yeah, something but that we it. strive to, I guess. It, yeah. It's in our minds. Yeah. Like, you know, go, go, you know, ask the individual, hey, can I get you water or coffee? Just so you can get away, take a deep breath, clear your mind. Sure. You know, reboot and then reboot. go back in for phase two. There uh, you know. You know, so... You know, I, I, it's almost like a challenge to me. I just want to be a better person. I want right. to. I want to have other people walk That's away, right. whether they buy a guitar or not, just with a to make them happier in life. And you know, I don't know why I'm like that. It's just no. my mom was the same way, right. and uh, but I'm happy. That that's who I am. That's you know? a, that's amazing to have that intrinsically built in. Yeah. That's that's awesome. So look, wrapping this up, the future for McPherson. What what do you, what do you see on on the horizon? I so think more uh, instruments, different instruments, or just consistently putting out this quality of work. The quality will never change. Right. That that uh, Matt would right. shut the place down That's right. if that was even a hint. That's right. The business is growing pretty well. We actually had the best financial year I think in the history of the company last year, Excellent. and that was mostly because of the new carbon fiber series because they sell for twenty four hundred to twenty nine ninety nine. You get a you get a you know, McPherson series guitar built by same builders. You know, we do have a few other uh, assembly parts that are different, but the final setups, shaping on the neck, I'll add the, the Plex machine, you know, and uh, if you want to customize as far as setups, we do it. I mean, it's, it's still a McPherson custom shop. So that's exploding pretty big on us. We had a three-month backlog all year on the carbons. The, again, saying that we dropped the number down on the wooden guitars to, you know, 50, 60 guitars a year, However, because of our longevity of quality, customer service, and beautiful things like our Picasso guitar, mm -hmm. the one-of-a-kind Picasso 76, the Manhattan Skyline, I, I get some overseas people, because we don't sell ours overseas. They can buy them, you know, mm -hmm. but we don't have dealers over there. Uh, I had a guy in Taiwan last year that contacted me at the NAMM show. Originally had a, a scout, I guess, you know, mm -hmm. and he chose us, and he chose two custom-made Brazilian rosewoods with custom inlays that were $68,000. Each? No, total. Total. 68, so 30, 30, whatever. 30, yeah, they were, yeah. yeah. 
And uh, you know, so you sell two guitars for sixty-eight grand. Yeah, I'd rather sell one for a million than a million for one. You know? There you go. That's so, right. So it's That's not right. it's not how many can you do. It's be the best. You know, there's a three-year, four-year wait to get like a Lamborghini or something, stuff like that. I hear that's, that's right. for a reason. You know, Ford, Chevy, all these people had financial issues in the U.S. some years ago. Mm -hmm. Never heard of Rolls Royce or Lamborghini needing a bailout. There's a reason for that, <laughs> and it's not fun. It's not easy to win business. Yeah. You know, you're scared, but we will not change who we are ever. So I think the future is great. We're still only going to do, you know, the 5060, which are mostly direct sale custom guitars. I mean, if more people want them, obviously we'll we'll do that. But that's kind of our forecast, our business plan, and we will end up building thousands of the carbon fiber guitars and continue to make them better. And at that point, we'll introduce more styles, both of wooden and carbon guitars. It's it's the balancing act of business and finance sure. and skilled labor. Sure. That's a big thing. We have to have the right people, wow. not just in skill, but also mentally. Uh, right. You know, the psych part of it's a huge deal because if they make a mistake, that mistake just costs five thousand mm. dollars. So can they handle it? We can, and say you know, kind of laugh a little bit, you know, right. give them a little bit of grief, and uh, you know, give it to Matt to do what he wants with with it. Sure. But hopefully they learn. So that's incredible. Speaking of giving it to Matt, Matt has showed me a couple of Frankenstein's down in his basement. Yeah, studio. a few of those, eh? So cool. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. So yeah. cool. Wow, this has been awesome, Larry. I, I truly believe you are uh, the fearless leader of the company. I'm an icon. You, Just ask me. You are. <laughs> I, it starts with I, right? That's right. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. You're well, thanks best. for having me. It's a privilege, really sir. I appreciate it. And, and really, not just a biased thing, because you and I started as a business relationship, mm -hmm. one yeah. long-time friends, but you truly are like the most amazing professional artist rep that I've ever dealt with. Well, because my wife's here, it's all because of her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a politician. I'm Absolutely. still a sales guy. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. I well, thanks it. for having me. Thank you so much. Fun. And thank you to your lovely wife, Lori, and yourself, because I'm friends with both of you, and the both of yeah. you have, have given me so much peace of mind over the years. Yeah. Well, we're here for you. McPherson, so. yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Making music is easy. Making money in music is not. Join Nomad as he talks about the ups, downs, and turnarounds of the music industry. The Career Musician Podcast is a member of the Pantheon Podcast Network, the first all-music-based podcast collective. For more info, visit pantheonpodcasts.com. Sign up for the Career Musician newsletter at thecareermusician.com. Download, subscribe, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. I'm just a nomad, nowhere man Writing the songs in this one-man band A nomad This is Nomad, host and creator of the Career Musician Podcast, and I am thoroughly stoked to be an official member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Pantheon Podcast Network is the first of its kind as an all-music-based podcast collective. Please be sure to check us out at PantheonPodcast.com for more info.